You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Mountain City Church. This week, we look back at the year 2023 and celebrate the work God has done in and through our faith family. Well, again, we're so glad you guys are here. Uh, Hopefully everyone, all of our parents saw the email. This morning is looking a little differently. Normally at this time, uh, the children, they pile back in a mass exodus, and it is awesome to see them going back uh, to their classes. But today, um, we wanted all of our teachers and our children to be a part of this service as we are looking back on all the things that the Lord has done. Um, So I want to share just a little bit of a little bit from scripture, why we're doing this, and then we are going to look at photos, and we have videos from people that aren't here, people from other countries sharing things with us, um, people, all kinds of stuff is happening this morning. It's, it's so exciting. Um, so if you have your Bible, um, I hope that you would turn with me to the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. Again, and as you're turning there, if you have children um, and you need to, to step out for a minute or if they're being fussy, it's okay. Church is messy. We're, it's allowed. We're allowed, okay? Um, if someone's judging you, that's, that's on them, okay? So stop it, Nate. I'm kidding. Uh, okay. Uh, Joshua chapter 4. Um, just a little bit of history and context. The Israelites, they left Egypt. They were um, in the wilderness for 40 years because they disobeyed God. And it is finally time for them to enter into the promised land. And as as Joshua is leading the Israelites, this new generation that's been in the wilderness, they've eaten nothing but quail and manna for 40 years. They're entering into the promised land. They're about to cross the Jordan River. And as they're going to do this, Joshua has them stop um, and gives them one more thing to do, okay? They're leaving behind a lot of baggage in the wilderness. They're leaving behind a lot of, um, a lot of things, a lot of sin. They're, they're free from the slavery of Egypt, and they're leaving that, and they're entering in. And as they're coming in, as they're coming into the promised land, Joshua has them stop and do something. Um, read with me in chapter 4 of Joshua. When all the nation of Israel finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here, uh, from out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, uh, and they were holding the ark there, and bring, bring them over and lay them down at the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel whom they had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in a time to come, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell tell them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, and the waters of the Jordan were cut off, so that these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And then it goes on to talk about how the people did this. 
what God told Joshua to do was to set up a memorial, set up a reminder from years to come so that the children, the future generations would know what had happened. Now, it wasn't some big golden calf statue. They tried that before and that ended very poorly. But it was, just, it was a very simple, large pile of stones. And so you could imagine, I, I, I have nieces and nephews, and I, I enjoy hanging out with them, um, over, especially over Christmas. We, we, we spent some time together, and they are so smart. They are so smart and so observant, but they also have lots of questions. And so you could imagine a father or a grandfather walking with their child that was born in the promised land, and like, what are those stones for? Why is there a pile of rocks here? Is it so you could tell of all the things that God had done, how God stopped the Jordan, and maybe he, they would tell stories about how he provided in the wilderness, how we were in the middle of the desert and water came from a rock, how he, how he swallowed up Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea, how he did ten plagues in Egypt. This simple pile of stones acted as a remembrance for, his, for the future generations of the things that God had done. And as I was preparing for this Sunday, I wanted to make sure that this service, in some way, was a pile of rocks, in a good way. And not what, like the, what Aaron had tried to do back in Exodus uh, 32, when they made the golden calf. They're like, this is our God that brought us out of Egypt. And then Moses came down and broke the tablets, and everyone's angry, and they had to end up eating the golden calf. It was an awkward time. Where the people are like, this is our God, look what we have made. Versus over here, we have a simple pile of rocks. Where it's like, but this is to remind us what God has done. So as we're going through this service, may we not be proud, like, look at, the, look at what we have done as Mountain City Church. Er, we're a golden cat. No, but look what God has allowed us to do. Look what God has allowed us to do. The, all the ministry, all the things that God has done in this building, in this community, in this surrounding area over the last year. And using simple people like you and me to be stone carriers, to be people to, to say, this is what God has done. This is what the Lord has done. So I know Sam, he's going to come up and he's, he's going to help me. We're going to kind of banter back and forth a little bit. If he gets, um, if you have those, the, 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 old hymnals if, or the Bibles, if you want to throw them at us, if we get off topic, go ahead. Um, or like the communion cups, those are probably better. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, um, I would encourage you, try to find the, uh, go and find this on our, on our YouTube page, because there's going to be a lot of pictures and videos. It is going to be a really cool time. But um, go ahead and go to the next, I think it's the next picture. That has a, yeah. So one of the things that drives everything we do, and this was the video at the beginning of the service, was our discipleship pathway. Everything that we do at Mountain City Church, we base it off of our discipleship path. You're going to have to get closer. The camera won't see you over there. Bad knees. Bad knees. Well, you can, get, you can sit because there will be a box over your face. You'll look censored out. You'll just see your legs hanging down on the YouTube. There we go. That's, that'll be better. Oh, cool. my gosh. Oh, oh he's, he's giving it. Yeah, he's telling you to come over more. Okay. Come here. Come here. Okay. No, the camera can't move. You got, here, we'll, here, we'll move that out of the way. There we go. Okay. Are we good? He's, oh, he's still... <laughs> We'll put tape on the ground next time. There we go. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want to say who you are since I've told you? Sam, I am. Sam, I am. Okay. So I got, I'm a, uh, one of the elders here at Mountain City. I have a great privilege of serving with Marty and Joe and Tim um, in leadership here. 
Uh, yeah, it's a great blessing. Um, we're in a, a, a great church. Um, oh, whoops. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm still learning. Um, so, yeah, um, that's who I am, Sam. I am. And, and Sam... Um, Sam was not originally supposed to be... No, this is supposed to be Joe. This is supposed to be Joe. But Joe, uh, yeah, Pastor Joe and Charity, they're both very, very sick. Um, So, yeah, so Sam graciously stepping in um, to speak and share. And so, I will say this. I know that Joe would say um, that the things that this church does in the community and amongst our brothers and sisters usually happen in about a 400-member church not a church this size. So the Lord is really working mightily through this church, um, and it's just awesome to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, and in the way that we do the things that we do and stay focused, not get go off into the weeds, is by our discipleship pathway. And the video at the beginning was talking about how we gather together. This is what we do. We gather together. Um, and one of the ways that we gathered together this year, thinking back uh, quite a while ago, we had our kids' pizza party. Um, we were over, we went, um, the kids, we were invited to go over to Fat Boy's Pizza, and the kids, they showed up, and they made their own pizzas, um, and so there we go, some of them, they're making their pizzas, and then they got to put them in the oven, um, there we go, and it was, it was just a really fun time, it was really great for Alan to invite us and allow us to come over there, um, and just a fun way for our kids to get to know each other and hang out. Um, And then some of the parents came back and they had pizza. We didn't plan that. They just like, hey, let's keep hanging out. So they came over here and ate pizza at the church. It just Um, happens like that. It just happens like that. Um, And then in February, um, there was a, what was the other big event in February? Uh, We had the men's breakfast where we gathered downstairs. And there was a lot of people that came there that weren't members of this church or that come here regularly from other churches. And we, just another session of, uh, I will say, iron sharpening iron. Yeah. It was great food, great fellowship. Um, and, that, and that kind of morphed into something else, which we'll get to later. Kind of our elders, kind of our elders classes in some ways. Okay. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Remember, I'm new to this. I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're doing well. Okay. Um, and then other times we've gathered. Um, so outside of this building was our Good Friday gathering, um, where we met out at Ron and Jeannie's, and we had a time of music. We had a time of, of s'mores, and Nate did some crazy s'more concoctions and hot dog roasting that kind of revolutionized some things for some people. (laughs) But ultimately, it was a great night of just worshiping um, and looking back uh, and reading scripture. We had different children read scripture. We had uh, different members read scripture as we were looking at the Easter story in preparation to gather on Sunday. And that's looking to be an annual event that we do. Because, yeah, Um, we've done this a couple years now. Yes, and uh, it's a great time of fellowship if you haven't participated there's one coming up. This Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mark your calendars. It's indeed. Yeah, um, it's a good time. And some and and some of these things that we do, like when I started coming here in 2018, um, one thing I quickly noticed is Mountain City. We're, we're not a church that has a lot of programs. Like, oh, we have our men's Bible study this night. We have our ladies' Bible study this night. We have our kids' Bible study this. So we don't have a lot of programs. We have a few ministry like ministries but not a lot of programs. And right. then people will be like, I feel the Lord's leading us this way. Um, and then they bring it to the elders, and the elders are like, hey, this fits within our pathway. Absolutely. And one of those was what we called it our His Story Night, which was like, it was a testimony night. Right. 
Um, a, a member, um, Caitlin, she, she <coughs> came and said, this is something I want to do. I want to have a meal and people to share their testimonies. And so she ran it past the elders, and the elders were like, let's do it. Yeah, we hadn't done anything like that ever before. She invited everybody over to her house, anybody that wanted to participate. She provided a meal, um, and everyone kind of gave their, their testimony, their salvation testimony, or whatever else they wanted to share. But it was basically primarily that. Um, and it was a great time. I think that everyone that uh, went there probably came away from that thinking, I'd love to do this again. Mm. Um, and so they did. And so they did, yeah. So they had more than one. Um, yeah, and so that was another gathering time. That was really I will cool. say this real ahead, quick in an it. interruption, that we're looking for someone else to do that as well. So if you feel led at all, Eric, I'm, I think that you should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, excuse me. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> However, whoever's convicted. Remember, I just got plugged into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, other times when people gather together, so the, the, the welcome team or the guest care team, like they had a night of like praise by the fire. Um, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, praise by the fire. Where, again, we, they gathered together out at Ron and Jeannie's who just live really close and they had a time of praise and, um, and just glorifying God and just fellowship, just hanging out and doing life with one another. Real quick, I'll say that on the discipleship pathway, if you're part of that team or any of those teams, those types of events just um, they are more like pop-ups. They get planned, but you can participate in those things through through the discipleship pathway. It's part of what we're trying to do um, in growing and being more like Christ. Yeah, and, and so with that, so with that, like growing to be more like Christ, one of the events, again, it was just kind of an event that we did was our women's, um, like we had some women's events this year where they, did. they were organized, they were planned. Yeah, there we go. Very good. Um, there's a lot of that first one. Um, and I wasn't there. You weren't there. I was not. But my wife was. So she is gonna, she's going to come up and share just a couple quick things about these women's, women events um, that they had. Um, and I know m- more will be planned and we'll do more things in the future. Go ahead. I'll just come you. right in the middle. Yeah, I'll get out okay. of the way. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ruth. I'm Marty's wife. And I did not plan the Galentine's events, but I was happy to be involved. Um, Maddie Klink was the one who actually kind of felt led to, to do these and to start these. And I, it was a good event. The first one, the theme was love. We had it around Valentine's Day, did a craft. And then the second one, the theme was more of growing. And Maddie had asked me to go ahead and speak at that one. And I just challenged the ladies a little bit with a devotional about growing um, based on Second Peter and the verse, grow in grace and in the knowledge of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, about how we're to be growing, um, where God has placed us and planted us um, in our relationship with him. But those events were great just in that we got to fellowship with some of the ladies that we don't always see um, in one place without the kids, um, do some crafts, do some food, do some sharing and singing. And it was just a good time of fellowship and encouragement amongst the different ladies of the church. Amen. Yeah, thank you. It's, there was a, the, the grow one, I, I laugh because I'm still reminded of it whenever we bring out certain things and I still find those little yellow bees. Um, those who were there know what we're talking about. I still, we are still finding bees from that event. Uh, something else that grew as we were meeting together is our third Sunday nights um, was a time for our elders in the elder training class yes. uh, to go through. And you had the privilege... I was speaking at one of those. I did. Um, it was quite a privilege. But what it's designed to do is to give um, 
the men of the church who are going through the elder training um, and who are seeking to probably participate, maybe who knows where the Lord would lead them, um, an opportunity to preach and to learn how to preach and to so, sort of cut your teeth, if you will, on speaking in public. And it was a great opportunity. It was, um, we've done it several times. I think it's something that we're going to continue to do going forward. And so some people will get a, a second opportunity. But, yeah, I, I feel like they were, uh, again, iron being sharpened again. Yeah. Um, and, and no good segue. Other things that happened in our mm. gatherings. Uh, more people have desired to gather with us. Uh, yes. Yeah, I have no good segue there. Uh, we have new members. There were, um, I think <clears throat> it was 10. One, two, yeah. So like Caitlin Nelson, although she's not in the building, but she's still a member and desires to, to worship with us. So Caitlin Nelson, we had Mark and Bria, Scott and Carissa, Brian, Stefan and Leslie, Morgan, Tom and Rebecca Curling, Becca and Blake and Christine. I think that's 11 if I have enough fingers. Um, so we had like 11 new members in this last year desire to be a part and covenant with us at Mountain City Church in the ministry here. Um, and with that, um, part of being a covenant member is people have to be a be a baptized believer. And so, do you want to do you want to share anything about the baptism, or just want me to just go? Fire away. Fire away. So, so we had some <laughs> baptism. We had three baptisms. I don't know. No segue. Um, and we have pictures of these. So um, yeah. So we, Christine was baptized this year. That's not Christine. That's Tony. I don't know the order. Um, there's, yeah, Christine. there's Tony. There's Christine. Yeah. So Christine. They was both baptized. have long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Christine was <laughs> Christine was uh, was baptized. Becca uh, Grubbs was baptized, as well as Tony. Which is again, it's it's such a great a great thing. Um, we also had more people desiring to gather with us. The church continues to grow, um, not just with um, adults and youth, but also with babies. We had two babies that were born uh, with our members this year. We had um, the little Smearman baby. There's little. Um, uh, little uh, Lizzie, um, and then Elias um, Beachy was born as well to Scott and Carissa. Again, and these, both of these births are awesome, and it's just it's so great to see. And do you want to say, do you want to say what you were telling me before about, or no? About, Where are we at? About, about. Oh, about those who have left us. Um, it's kind of funny. Uh, I don't really know why, but sometimes it just seems like when when some people leave us, go on to be with Christ, um, new babies come in. I don't, there's a weird connection there or a weird um, thing. I don't know what to call it, but I just found it to be really neat that um, Harry and Marlene both um, have left us and they were uh, pillars of the church, um, longtime servants and um, great, great people. But then um, the Smearmans join us and they have a new baby. And the, they sat in the exact same spot. Um, I, you know, you guys make your connections. I've made mine. So, and I'm good with it. I think it's great what the Lord does sometimes. Mm. I can't explain it, but who can? Yeah. Yeah, and so, and it was a, it was sad. This last year, we, um, Harry and Marlene, both about four months apart, they, they um, went, went home to be with the Lord. And if you were at the funeral, you heard Joe even say, Marlene, she was looking forward. Indeed. At Harry's deathbed, she was looking forward to seeing her husband again soon. Um, and something that was beautiful that was said by um, this, their son-in-law was that four months, they were married for over 60 years, I think 63, 64 years, and 
that four months where Harry had passed away and until Marlene passed away, that's the longest they'd been apart since they were married. Um, Which is just a beautiful testimony of Harry and Marlene, as they said. Their names were always said together. So if you knew them, you were, I hope you were, you would have been encouraged. Um, And it is sad to say goodbye, but it's, it's a beautiful thing to know that they are home with the Lord and that they have left their mark and ended the race well. So that's, those are some of the ways that we've gathered this year, is gathered to, um, to, to worship God, gathered to say goodbye, gathered, but ultimately giving glory to God in all these things. Um, we're, like Psalm 100 said, you know, we are uh, entering into his gates with thanksgiving and praise. And we, as we serve the Lord with gladness, one of the ways that we desire to serve here is by equipping uh, the members of the church, which is one of the part of our pathway. And so... We have a video of you, or you can just say what you want to say. We don't have a video of me. Okay, Please that video has been lost. You can oh, buy yeah. it from me. For, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I want to buy it. You want to buy it? Okay, okay. burn it. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, so um, the video was, uh, was me speaking about um, our elder training uh, program, uh, and that's not what it was. It, wasn't, it was a, a training session several sessions. It's about a year long, a little over a year. Um, but what it is, is, whoops, sorry. Um, see, I'm new to this. <laughs> but it was men joining together and um, dividing the word rightly or trying to. And we were, uh, there was a lot of videos, a lot of reading, and we had a lot of fellowship, a lot of um, very passionate discussions. And, and extremely passionate discussions, but um, iron was definitely sharpened, I have to say. It was very fruitful. I I would continue with that, and I have to say that I believe that this church is in very good hands. Um, God uh, has richly blessed this church constantly, and um, the leadership's uh, members that are coming up to serve in this church are going to do a, a fantastic job by the grace of God, and the elder training is if you if you didn't get to participate in that, I'm sure it's going to happen again in the future because this was round two that we had. Um, is it's a great tool to uh, further the kingdom and, and the leadership of that kingdom. So yeah, and to equipping the, the saints to do the work of the ministry. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you'll see it in, in the brothers. Anybody who has participated in that, um, they may comment and say, "Well, I learned that in outer training, or that's part of what we got to do as as." of the men who lead the church. Um, in other ways, so as we are part of the, um, well, I'll go to the next one. So another way that God, God orchestrated an opportunity for us to equip members of our church and other leadership churches, let me try that again, other people in leadership in churches in the area, that sounds better. Yeah, um, well, thank you. was through the counseling class um, that was held here. Um, this was over several months, and it was a, we were a satellite campus downstate. There was a, a, um, a Hope Biblical Counseling Center. They did a, a counseling fundamentals for how to counsel people biblically. And so um, we were a satellite campus. It was like a Friday night, all-day Saturday thing for like four or five months. And they would come. The people would gather here at the church. And they would have this time together. And so it, opportunity was presented for our church to be the satellite campus, which was really, really cool. It was. It was great. And Joe is a certified counselor. He's working towards a complete certification to counsel. But this was an opportunity for a couple um, women in the church to participate in that and help serve along Joe 
in the counseling process. Um, that's the, the, the big takeaway from that training was to equip some of the women in the church to assist Joe in counseling women um, and, and uh, couples and, and what have you. Yeah. Um, and other opportunities that we've had to serve and equip um, within the um, Southern Baptist Association um, this, uh, this spring, um, or no, it was August, it was August. August, we yes. had the opportunity to have the president of the SBC, Bart Barber here, um, and he was, uh, it was just a round table, so there was some teaching and a lot of good conversations that happened. Um, we also had, um, in October, the WBA, um, the Western Baptist Association meeting, um, this was pastors in the area. There's several churches, basically Allegheny, Garrett County, um, were part of the Western Baptist Association. Um, and so they had their annual meeting here, um, and that was a, a, just, yeah, a good evening. Um, and another thing that the BCMD, the conference of the Southern Baptists that we are in, that Maryland and Delaware, they had a Pathways in Prevention um, training and seminar that was here. They had a number of speakers um, and a number of breakout sessions, but it was um, pathways to train, screen, and protect, report, and care for victims of physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. Um, there's, they're seeing this more, as, the, as this is everywhere, but how do we help protect and care for those within our church that have gone through these things? Um, there's a lot of great resources. If you're interested, um, on the SBC website, you can look up Pathways Prevention, um, and you can read a lot of their documents. So it's, it's a, it was a really good class that we were able um, to participate in. Amen. These were all equipping events, every one of them, um, to further equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And these happened here, but then sometimes um, people like to, to run away. And so the ladies, um, they went to the women's conference. Uh, they were down in Annapolis. They were down there for a couple days. The I don't know what they do, but the photos looks either like they're always having fun and eating. Like, that's what, I mean. I have no complaints. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just observating. So they were down there. Um, I know the ones that went were really encouraged by it. Um, and then shortly after that, they had a pastor's conference. And so the elders from the church, we went down to like the um, uh, Rockville. We were down in Rockville for a, another similar time of the pastor's conference of the uh, strengthening and encouraging one another, and a number of really great sessions. And one thing I really appreciated that they did is all the speakers, they recorded all their sessions, and then they sent those out to all the churches because you couldn't make it to all the breakout sessions. Right. So again, it was just another great, great event that was held. Um, and then another class that you've spoken very highly of um, is how people change. Still working on that. <laughs> As far as how it, is, how it lives out in your life? Um, the training for how people change, I think, is profound. Um, if you haven't participated in it, you should. It is very fruitful. Um, it just exposes a lot of what the Lord does in our hearts. It um, exposes the core, the root of your sin, not just the fruit of your sin. And then helps you understand how Christ works in your heart and produces um, the good fruit uh, of righteousness through him um and that's all i'm gonna say because I, I just think that you should check it out yourself don't don't believe a word i say you should go find out for yourself how um that training will help you Be, because i mean in like psalm 100 said like um know that the lord that he is god it is he who made us and we are his mm -hmm. um, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture 
And so when we think about how, like, the Lord changes us at salvation, how we are changed, um, how people change really helps you see your sin and how Christ has won. And so when we stop living from the sin, when we stop living from our sinful default and actually living out who Christ has called us to be, we can actually have real change versus just behavior modification. Right. I mean, it's real easy to identify sin uh, and the fruit of it. But it's, really it's not. It's in others. Indeed it is. We won't go there. We won't go there. Um, but the root of the sin is, um, is a, 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 a core thing where you to help you understand how you change, how the Lord changes you. So um, it's a great training. It really is. Um, And a training that parallels, paired well with it, um, was our parenting workshop that we did uh, in May. And this was another video, um, a video series that we did. And there were some some, uh, handouts and different talking points that the parents had. Um, And one of the parents um, that went through it was Christine. She can't be here today, but she wrote up some words. I'm just going to read from Christine. She's like, hi, I'm bummed to be missing what I'm confident is an awesome service. She... (laughs) Uh, remembering all that God has done here. I was blessed to be a part of so many great things this past year, but wanted to share about the parenting workshop that was centered around getting to the heart of parenting videos by Paul Tripp. This workshop was incredibly encouraging and convicting, and I feel like it benefited me not only in my parenting journey, but also in my relationship with other people. I think my biggest takeaway was the concept that our desires, sorry, the biggest concept was that desires influence our actions. As we enter into relationships, there will inevitably be conflict. It's impossible, I'm sorry, I can't read today. It's important that we check our desires against the word of God, making sure that we are desiring Christ above anything else in the situation so that we will rightly be able to work out the conflict and grow in that relationship. If you are a parent or, or plan to be one, I definitely recommend attending this workshop. And that will, that will be something we, we will do again. But yeah, I know for, for Christine, just talking to her afterwards, just how she, I don't want to say she got it, but like, there were like light bulb moments where like things that she saw in her life and then this lesson, these lessons helped connect things. Um, and it was awesome. I know for Ruth and I, as we are uh, foster parents, it has helped us in the way that we think and minister to the, to the youth in our home. Um, and yeah, it was a really, really great time. Speaking of parenting and children and serving children, uh, Angela, there's just Angela. Angela has a few things that she wants to say just about the kids' ministry, as we've kind of talked about, as we are serving and equipping the kids here at Mountain City. So she has a few things that she wants to share. So go ahead and hand her the mic and I'll get out of her way. Okay, I had to write some things down because I ramble if I don't. (laughs) Um, Marty has, and I think will share some of the specific things, some of the activities, some of the changes that we've had this past year in the children's ministry as far as um, just kind of scheduling with teachers, uh, the Marty parties that we've had. Um, I don't know if he's gonna share any of those, but. just having all the kids downstairs, all the elementary and preschool kids downstairs, um, to kick off a unit so that then the teachers will teach that. That's a new thing that we did. But um, I have kind of a personal thing to share that has to do with, I get the privilege of doing this because I get to do the children's ministry. (laughs) Um, But the way that God's timing is perfect. And um, we've have seen 
lots of families with children come to our church. Over the past at least five years, but since Joe has been here and beyond, um, because they are being drawn by the leaders and pastor um, preaching and leading with the whole word of God. Um, so families are coming and being drawn by God um, and have been to the point where as children's ministry leader, I was, I was struggling and becoming overwhelmed. Um, and then COVID came, and so we kind of all were dispersed. Um, it's really hard to get in to, to help lead the children uh, directly when they're not here. Um, but fortunately, we have families who are all leading their children at home. Um, and really all we're here to do is come alongside them and, and help them in that. So um, the Lord was working through families, even if they weren't you know, able to come here. Um, but that was a struggle trying to kind of get us back together and get us going again. Um, but God brought families back and new families to our church since then. Um, and at just the right time, um, he moved in Marty's heart and Joe's heart and then through our leaders and our membership to bring Marty on as staff. And he's not paid me to say any of this. Um, <laughs> but um, God knew what, our, what this church needed and our families needed. Um, and Marty has, beginning before this past year, but into this year, this past year, um, infused our children's ministry with energy, purpose, um, design, and our team has followed that, has stepped up to the plate to um, teach in a way that we're supporting um, the Marty party and then the, and the teachers the teacher will kind of be, be that teacher for the whole lesson, for the whole unit, for the next two or three, four weeks, um, to get to know the kids better, to have some continuity with the kids. Um, and so I just praise the Lord for all, for all of our teens. Um, but this past year, um, Marty was very open to, though he's leading the ministry really, um, having me be a be a part of it, have, having me be able to use the God-given experience and education um, to come together to work with the, the children's ministry. Um, but this past year, I've had some um, family issues. My dad and my brother both have gone through some pretty serious health issues, so I've not, I've not had the energy, I've not had the, the time to um, really be able to put into the children's ministry. So God had that timing all set up. Marty was already in place. Um, the team was already behind him. Um, and so I was able to um, kind of step back and take care of some of those things. Um, and, and God was taking care of everything here. Um, he knew that that was going to happen this year, even though none of us did. Um, so looking forward to next year, I'm excited. Um, having, having Marty here leading has encouraged me and motivated uh, me. Um, I passed a milestone this year. I'm trying not to um, dwell on the fact that I'm 60, but, um, but I'm slowing down. So uh, I'm still always excited. I'm always energized by seeing the kids and being with them. Um, so I pray that the Lord continues to help me be a part of that, but most of all that he continues to grow the children here grow the families here, and, and grow the families in more than one way, and I just praise the Lord for everything he's done. 
Well, and, Amen. So, so don't don't quote quite yet. So, with the uh, since you're up here, um, she doesn't know this. Go go ahead. Um, we have just a small thank you for you serving. Um, he, he's, this is what he recommends. No. Uh, so for the, your 30 plus years of like children's ministry, because um, you served here for, for quite a while um, in, in various ways, in, from choir director to children's. Um, so thank you for all that you do, Angela. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'll get up for a hug. And speaking of energized, if you were here last Sunday, yeah, last Sunday, Christmas Eve, um, Angela and I, we were planning, like, okay, how can we, we want to do something with the kids, and we were, like, throwing out ideas, and I throw out crazy ideas, and she got really excited by the crazy one. It, they made cookie, like, gingerbread nativity sets, and she's like, I want to do that. I'm like, I'm not, I know, but, so I baked the cookies, I got her everything, she, almost everything she needed, and the pictures looked awesome. So It was I, great. Yeah, <laughs> so, I saw a lot of them. They were awesome. Yeah. So again, so she does get energized. Um, so again, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, I missed it. Thank you. Um, yeah, and not not to not to just uh, not to slow down too much. But again, thank you to all the as Angela said, thank you all, to all the workers that help serve um, in the in the nursery that help. Uh, serve in the classrooms. It is just so awesome that there's so many people. Um, there, if I counted correctly, there were over 20 people that have helped in some way in the children's ministry in this last year. One of the things we did at the beginning of the year was like our nursery is exploding. Um, so we needed more room. So we moved some of the classrooms around and changed the, just the, the physical setup because we needed more room. Um, that it was awesome. And the day we did that, like they showed up in droves and stuff was flying around and cupboards are moving and toys are flying everywhere. It was, it was an awesome day as the church was excited. The parents and families and workers were excited about that. Um, if, if you didn't pick it up last week, um, we, I say we work for peanuts and popcorn. So workers, if you helped out, we have delicious popcorn for you to enjoy and snack on over the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, so I, I have the list, so don't take any Tucker. Um, so <laughs> I saw that face. Okay. But to my parents, I love you, man. Um, so that, that is back there. Take one. Enjoy it. That is just a very, very small way to say thank you for all that you have done. Um, so other ways that people have served, I'm going to get out of the way. Um, Charity could not be here today, and so she recorded this video in the midst of being sick, uh, and so she is awesome. So we have a, like a short video from Charity, um, just in, in the way that she has served and is offers opportunities for others to serve here at Mountain City. So let's go and play that video from Charity. Hey, everybody. Um, the four questions I have, I hope to answer today, is what God has called me to do. How have I witnessed the Lord's work through those that serve to share how I've been a part of seeing the gospel shared with someone? And lastly, how can I encourage you to be part of serving on the guest care and hospitality team? Uh, may Christ be glorified through the words that follow, but I'm not going to apologize for any tears. God has given us at Mountain City Church a sweet opportunity and privilege to serve and love fellow saints, guests, and angels unaware. And he has given me the blessing of serving alongside brothers and sisters week in and week out. I would argue 
that guest care at Mountain City Church is one of the most enjoyable and vital areas of ministry that involve meeting new people, sharing encouragement and joy, inspired by God. This past year, our Father God has called over 200 uh, individuals, families, maybe someone that you know, to come and hear uh, Christ's hope here at Mount City Church. Now, 76 of those individuals and families showed us grace by allowing us to follow up with them, um, either by email, a text, a phone call, a card, a postcard, but the best yet is an in-person gathering. I praise God for allowing me to witness that he has been working through all those that serve in weakness because it's difficult uh, to be vulnerable to someone that we don't know or have never seen before. But I don't want you to miss this because behind the heart of those that are serving is letting you know that God cares for you. And he knows you by name. Why? Because you were called to be here. Maybe it was one Sunday. Maybe it's several years. I want you to remember that whenever we fail to remember or struggle at words um, and are awkward and our actions, but the heart is God cared for you today. So I would encourage you sitting here today to flip that on its head and invite those that serve you out for dinner or a cup of coffee and hear how God has worked in their life. Get to know them because ultimately we want to build relationship with God and glorifying him, but we want to bring someone with us. Thank you. So that's just a, a short part of Charity's video. She, she asked for like a two, three minute video and if you had no Charity, it ended up being seven minutes. Um, so that's the shortened version. Yeah, yeah, Becca's like, that's my mom. Yeah, uh, so we will post the full version. Uh, she shares a really cool testimony uh, story about somebody, a specific person that they interacted with this last year. So we'll post that on our social medias and you can uh, watch the full version. But just a way for the Charity, so if you were greeted, if you are a visitor here, if you're now a member here, Probably one of the first things you received was a blue card, or now it's like a tan card. Um, and then people following up with you as we are serving you at, here at the church. Um, last February, a way that we just tried to, tried to serve our parents is we had a parents' night out, a date night, where we provided childcare um, right around uh, Valentine's Day so you could go out and enjoy the evening. And many took us up. Um, I... I won't say who, but one was like, can we just drop them off and like, kind of just hang out? Like, sure, with, like, with, with, with their husband. I'm like, sure, do that. Um, are we go they didn't go to dinner, I don't think. But anyways, it was just a good night to serve them. Um, other ways that we've served um, is Calvary Christian Academy. Um, we help down there at Calvary Cares. They do this event every year. Um, they pack 20,000 meals in a day. Um, and they give those to local food banks, like the Salvation Army. And that was another opportunity for us to serve. Um, you can probably speak more to this next one, is the benevolence, um, the benevolence offerings that we do, helping those in need. This isn't a public thing where we're voting on it and announcing it. Do you want to share anything about that? I, I will share that uh, we reach a lot of people in need through the benevolence fund that we have here. Um, 
you never know when you're going to get somebody who has had a tragedy or come on some hardship. We've tried to focus on someone that is either connected to the church or the church knows this person and, and knows their need. And it's all usually very discreet. And we've helped, um, well, Jackie would know the exact number, but we've helped a lot of uh, people either with, through maybe an, an electric bill or they need groceries or, they, you know, there's been some type of tragedy where they, they need a night to stay uh, in a hotel or something like that. That benevolence fund is provided for that several, several times. And it's, if you, I would say that if the Lord would lead you to, um, uh, I guess, give towards that fund, it, it, you can be certain that it's going to, um, one, bless somebody in need and two, uh, possibly further the kingdom um, through its use. It's a great, uh, a great fund that we have, one I, I truly believe in and um, I, I trust uh, for the community's sake. Um, yeah, so serving the community in ways that, again, like you said, that, that aren't just like publicly showing off, but no. just like, this is, these are ways that we've served. It's, it's always very, um, private. There's yeah. just a few people that probably know. Um, you may know somebody that was helped through the Benevolence Fund or maybe even someone that needs help. Please seek the church out. We're willing to, to help in, in many ways. Another way that we've served in the community and in the area is down at the Frostburg Housing Authority, which is just over the hill. We have our block party there, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But um, when new residents move in, um, the church, we put together a new residence basket for them. And so it has groceries, it has cleaning supplies, and just, it is a nice welcoming gift for the new uh, residents. And there's some information about the church as well down at the Housing Authority. I know Charity serves down there, um, and Joe is on the board as well, as, as well as some others of, um, in, in the church. But that's another thing we do. Um, and again, these are just some of the serving. Like I'm sure, right. I'm guaranteed I mean, today we've missed things, um, not on purpose. Um, now, as we keep going around the pathway, so we've gathered, we've served, we've equipped. Uh, another way is, is our missions, that kind of that going out part. And we have some people that we, missionaries that we support, um, and you can read more about them on the bulletin boards out here. But um, one missionary, uh, I guess two missionaries, the husband and wife team, uh, Tommy and Lorne, they're in Scotland. They serve, the 20, they serve with the ministry 20 Schemes. A scheme in Scotland is like the projects. So it's like uh, kind of, some people describe it kind of like a reservation, but it's like it's a housing project, typically low income. And there's typically lots of addiction, uh, lots of... Um, addiction into substance abuse and just and also a spiritual darkness there mm -hmm. and so 20 schemes there's 20 of them in scotland they're going into these areas and ministering so here's a very short um, clip from their um, christmas video from tommy and lauren um, enjoy if nothing else enjoy the beautiful accent so let, let's, let's let's hear from tommy and lauren Hi everyone, this is Lauren and Tommy with the tiniest microphone in the world, <laughs> wanting to wish you a very Merry Christmas and to just take this time to say thank you very much for all the support that you've given us um, throughout 2023, both financially and prayer prayerfully. Um, we really do appreciate it and planting and revitalising our church and our ministries wouldn't be possible without you. So we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. 
Excellent. I just noticed that only one of us is wearing a Christmas jumper. Wait, I'll have. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren refused to put hers on. He refused to let me wear tinsel. <laughs> yeah. I suppose uh, the other reason uh, we're trying to speak a bit slower, uh, one of our uh, supporters asked us to, who's not from this country, asked us to maybe slow down. Um, so we'll try and speak a bit slower for those of you who are not native to Scotland. Hopefully you can understand what we're saying. Um, but I think that's us. I think we, we just wanted to thank you again for your support. We really do appreciate it. It's great getting messages from you. Mm -hmm. We've had a few messages recently. Um, so please uh, get in touch if you, if you want to. It's always a great encouragement for us. But just continue to pray for Lamb Hill, the community, uh, that the Lord will bless um, all of our efforts as we seek to glorify him and uh, share the love of Jesus. So thanks again. God bless. So again, Tommy and Lauren, they're, they're in Scotland. We support them financially. Again, this is about a 15-minute video. Um, there's, some, there's one part I had to go back because like, their husband-wife banter was wonderful. And like, R Ruth and I were both chuckling as they are serving faithfully in that community. Um, yeah, so um, the, the video, it's about 15 minutes. We'll post that. It's posted on our Facebook or will be posted on our Facebook. If you want to go and learn more about them and the ministry, and, and the ministry that they are doing in Scotland. Um, now, we... A member was, was, that left us recently, moved away, but is still a member, is Stefan Carr. Uh, and Stefan, he serves with Standing Stone Ministry, which is a pastor for pastors. Pastors who are in crisis, pastors who are in need. He, in his ministry, they come in and they help shepherd, they help encourage pastors in their time of need. And though he can't be here, Stefan did give us a video, and I didn't have to edit it. He was very disciplined, and it was like two and a half minutes, perfect. So let's hear from, let's hear from Stefan uh, as he says hello. Hello, everybody from Mountain City Church. Leslie and I sure do hope y'all are doing well. As you look back on 2023, we want you to know what an important part you were in our ministry throughout the year. 2023 was our first full calendar year in our new ministry, working with pastors, especially bivocational pastors and the small rural churches which they serve. Because of your partnership, we were able to come alongside of and encourage over 30 pastors from nine different states, everywhere from uh, New York and Pennsylvania down to um, Florida and Tennessee, and even to our own mountains here in Western Maryland. Also in 2023, as you know, we have relocated to the state of Alabama, where we are hoping to add one more layer to our ministry or one more um, aspect to it. Uh, and that layer is to be available to serve as an intentional interim pastor for churches that are plateaued or declining. Um, our goal and our hope is to work with them on church revitalization, uh, building relationships with other churches, and to prepare them for their next pastor to come. Uh, our hope is to help those churches build and develop an Acts 1-8 strategy where they will be kingdom-minded and bringing the gospel to their community and their world uh, in their own unique way. As we enter into the new year, Leslie and I are praying that God would actually allow us to come alongside of 50 new pastors in 2024. Think about that for a moment, my friends. 50 pastors, that means 50 local um, faith families. Our hope is that those 50 new pastors in local churches 
in addition to the pastors we already work with, with the hopes of uh, serving as an interim pastor and helping churches develop an Acts 1-8 strategy and revitalization, um, will actually equal a real impact for the kingdom, both in number uh, and in strength. You at Mountain City Church are a real integral part of this vision. So Leslie and I want to thank all of y'all at Mountain City Church for what you did in making what we do possible in 2023, as well as bringing encouragement to us as we look to having a vision for 2024. May God richly bless you as you celebrate all that he has already done and is doing in and through you at Mountain City Church in 2023, as well as blessing you as you look ahead to all that God's going to do in and through you in the new year in 2024. Leslie and I truly are grateful for you, and we love and appreciate each one of y'all. God bless you, and shalom. So again, those are just a couple of the missionaries um, that we've served. Another mission that we support is our Compassion International child, uh, Jorge. Um, kind of, since this is online, we're not going to say a whole lot about him, but he writes us letters, um, and we support him. Um, if you would like to read more, know more about him, uh, you, you can read his letters if you talk to, ask me or talk to um, Jackie. Sorry, my, my name just, her name just blank. Jackie, she can give you a copy of his letters and you can read just about uh, the things that he's learning, the things that he enjoys, um, and how you can be praying for him and his family. Um, now, as we minister to families, um, what do we, Sam, what do we do the first Thursday of every month? The clothing closet. Clothing, okay, I was like, come on, man, it's on the paper. No, okay, the clothing <laughs> closet. Um, so this Thursday, because um, you've, you've been a part with helping with meals and things, so would you want to share anything about the clothing closet? Uh, it's a great opportunity to serve our community um, through this outreach. It's constantly provide, uh, refilled, restocked. Um, God just provides uh, because I, I believe he wants to use this church, um, use that ministry through this church to serve this community greatly. Um, we serve food. We usually have a meal um, or at least try to have a meal um, with the families that come through. It's usually single moms. Um, and it's, again, it's focused on children. Um, it's not adult clothing. It's all, all kids' clothing. Um, but it's a great time for us to serve our community, uh, a great opportunity for us to serve our community. Like, you may not get out to something else. This is a good one. This is a really good one. Every time that I've had... The, the opportunity to be there. I've been more blessed than I think that they have, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't ask, like, hey, are you more blessed than me? Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying On that. a scale of one to, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. And, and again, don't take my word for this. Uh, participate. You will be blessed, and so will they. So this, so it's this, so this Thursday, this is announcement section. So this Thursday, we have our, our next clothing closet, um, and we meet, yeah, it's downstairs. Um, it starts at, officially starts at 6 but people line up crazy early because they want to be first and they want to get in. Um, so it starts at 6, it goes to 7, 7, or 7.30, sorry, 6 to 7.30. Um, if you would like to come and serve the meal or if you would just like to come sit at a table and talk to people, yeah. that is awesome. It just is. sit and talk. You don't even have to move, carry, clean, or touch anything. Just sit and talk. That connection is awesome. As Angela was saying, like, people are drawn here by the Word of God. Start just sharing the Word of God. Just start living life and getting to know somebody, it makes a huge difference. So, yeah, huge thank you um, to, like, the ladies in this picture. Uh, Mary, she, like, they're down there. Like, they clean the clothes. And it's like, 
uh, it's, it's incredible. Being here, like I'm in this building multiple times a week. When I go down, just seeing the clothes that just keep showing up and the smell of yeah. fresh laundry, uh, it is awesome. It, it is. So if, if you want to come and help, even if just after a Sunday, if you want to walk and just pray, just go in that room, walk through the rows and pray over the clothes and pray for the ministry that's going to happen. Those are ways that you can serve, mm-hmm. small ways that you can serve and bless this clothing closet ministry. Um, I know we've had families that have started attending this church because of the clothes they, they have received. Um, and if nothing else, we've made connections, we've made relationships with other families. And, and we'll see what the Lord does. Amen. Um, Eric, he's going to come on up. Um, Eric, he was, that's another looking back, looking forward thing. Eric is... Um, stepped into overseeing or assisting strongly with our crew ministry. And so he's going to briefly, briefly, briefly share. Do my best. Do your best um, about our crew ministries. All right. Well, thank you all. Uh, uh, To start, I just want to say that um, 2023 has been a blessing for the crew ministry. Um, It's been a wonderful time for me and Lydia as we serve in it. Personally, for me and Lydia, we got married in June. We weren't, um, we were just kind of attending crew and, you know, engaging in relationships and whatever, but um, we were called to actually um, serve in that ministry in a more concrete manner, leading um, studies and doing things like that. So um, that's what we did. We married in June, as I said. It was a beautiful, wonderful wedding, and I couldn't do the ministry without her So um, in this manner. So yeah, anyways, we continue to work on our fixer-upper home. We stay busy, sadly, but um, all for building our relationship with each other, with the Lord, and uh, furthering our ministry here at Mountain City. So... um, what we're doing is we're taking the gospel to Frostburg State University, of course, um, through evangelism, through building relationships and friendships and things like that. But also that the, uh, the Christians that come to Mountain City or come to the crew ministry, we actually are trying to enter into a relationship with them, disciple them, and teach them about the word and about the gospel. And what we've found in the ministry is a lot of them don't know much about the gospel, Okay, um, whether they their family takes it for granted, their church takes it for granted, or they just don't pay attention, whatever it might be, um, they don't know much about the gospel, and they've a lot of times never heard of discipleship or know what that even means. Um, so it's a lot of reorienting, um, making an attempt to reorient their lives to be centralizing on Jesus and on following God and how that is to be like yeast in a loaf of bread, kind of just a part of your life and can't be separated, following Jesus and leading others to him and teaching them how to follow Jesus as well. Um, So it's just a lot of patience and prayer, being there for everyone, being available. Um, You know, as far as teaching-wise, we've gone through the four movements, as we call them, of the Bible, creation, fall, redemption, and new creation. Um, We just kind of want to help them see the Bible as God's big story with an overarching theme that leads to Jesus and his redemption and our life with him in eternity. After that, we went through the book of Philippians, just trying to encourage one another, um, show how Paul had love for the Philippians and love for fellow Christians, and then um, Timothy and Epaphroditus, how they had love for Christians um, who were far off, and they wanted to eagerly be with them and just kind of encouraging Christian fellowship and making that a part of their lives um, and uh, all that stuff. So... um, 
just trying to teach them the great blessing of living for Christ and giving them practical helps about putting off the identity that the world tries to give them or maybe they've adapted themselves and show the identity that Christ gives. So things like that. Um, we also had a retreat. We had our fall retreat. We went to Camp Penile, as you see, pictured above where the bell was. Uh, we rang that bell so many times or rung, whatever. Um, and uh, we touched on how everyone in the world is searching for a transcendent group or ideal to belong to one night for a session we have teaching and things like that. Um, we also talked about how the world is searching for a norm to follow or a higher power to believe in and how all of these things find their fulfillment in Jesus through fellowship in his church, um, through following the path that Jesus laid out, and of course, worshiping Jesus and spending our lives living for God. Um, we had many great conversations and a lot of people opened up that weekend, so it was a great time uh, developing those relationships. As well, we served at the clothing closet all the students, uh, not all of them, but a good majority of them prepared grilled cheeses and soups and things in, of that nature. It was a good time. It's me and Maddie serving soup. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. They loved it. They want to do it again. So in that area, that kind of segues into like kind of what's going on now and moving forward. Right? What I can report is that many seeds have been planted as far as sharing the gospel and, again, those discipleship relationships and those who profess Christ but maybe don't understand the gospel so we just continue to pray for them and you can do so as well we're praying for revival in the lives of the students revival meaning the spirit of God awakening their hearts to the beauty of God it's not just like a cold thing that their parents forced on them or things like that this is their relationship with God um, and returning to him and things of that nature we read God's word together things like that we pray together um, and all the all those good things um what else I'd say? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of prayer and patience, trying to find ways to invest in them and make ourselves available. Um, as well, Miranda graduated and is no longer serving on our lead team for crew. She's on the job search, and she'll be getting married shortly. And we just want to continue planting seeds and asking God to send the rain and find ways for all of you guys to get involved, which is like if they are, you know, in the clothing closet and such, you guys can serve alongside them and disciple them and different ways, and um, I won't go for too much longer. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you. <laughs> well, in one way, no, in one way, like, that the, the church has helped and served is, like, whenever we do, like, the getting started weeks so or the back-to-school week. So, like, all the baked goods that start, it's funny, they're, like, they're free? Yeah. What do I got to do? Like, everyone, like, everyone is so suspicious, but it allows just conversations to start um, and connections to happen. And it's been, yeah, it's been cool to see Eric grow and just the, the lead team grow. Because I know there are f members here that started out as crew students at FSU and are now a fa have, uh, are now members here and families here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They know, they, they, they know who they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, other ways that we've served, uh, just missions, trying to keep things moving and um, for the glory of God, is we, um, we have our disaster relief trailer, our send relief trailer. And this spring, we were down at Skycroft. And with the Skycroft, that is the um, Southern, uh, Southern Baptist, that's our camp in the area, their association camp. And so we were down there helping uh, chop wood, clean up their gardens, and fix a roof. Um, the roof of this bathhouse ended up being like, uh, technically, it was a multiple... It was multiple months. It was a mess. It was a mess. Yeah, like it, it 
finished up in November. But anyways, they re rebuilt this roof. That was an awesome job. So Carrie um, organized a team and a lot of, lot of good work got done um, on that camp ministry. The Send Relief trailer, that thing gets called out and we, it is taken to wherever there is a great need. So I know he's been down to West Virginia a number of times helping the flooding victims there. Um, they've helped, we've helped um, build wheelchair ramps and other things for people in the area. So this trailer, it's not our trailer, but it's a trailer that the um, Southern Baptist Association, that they, they can ask for. Like, hey, is it available? Can we use this? Um, and then it gets deployed and used to help victims in the area. But again, if you do any of the disaster relief training or the send relief trailing, training, they tell you the people are more important than the projects. When you're there helping fix a person's house who's been hit by this natural disaster, like care for the person because that, that is the eternal thing. That's the soul, not the building. Amen. Yeah. Um, other ways that, that we've served this summer is with the, Southern or the Western Baptist, their summer camp. Um, Ruth and I, we were there. I know um, Joe spoke and others, um, Eric, Eric, Daniel Sisler spoke and others have spoke and helped out there. Um, it was in July. It'll be in July this year. I believe the dates are July 7 through 12. So if you're like an elementary middle schooler and you're looking for a week of camp just up at, near Myersdale, this is awesome. It's awesome. Um, so that was another way. Um, in August, back to school, we had the block party. Mm -hmm. um, you were there for that, right? I got there late. You got there late? It was a great time. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that was down at the Housing Authority. We're, again, making connections. A lot of people from this church served down there. A lot um, of people, yeah. There was, uh, we connected with a lot of people in that neighborhood. Um, I think they got uh, blessed. We had other people from other churches come and help us serve down there. Yeah, Pastor yeah, Mark Weeks. A lot from, of connections. Yeah, from, uh, Pleasant View came up, brought his French fryer and... Uh, I, I was almost sick that night. It was so great. Um, yeah, it was serving, making connections, and meeting people in the area. Um, the housing authority, they also asked, um, they had, tra tragically, there was, um, there was some things that happened in the community, and so they wanted to help pre prepare um, their children and equip their children, um, just knowing some stranger safety and some self-defense. And so we were able to help provide a meal for that. Um, and... Also, at the back-to-school time, the library here in Frostburg, uh, we were able to provide snacks for them for their back-to-school bash that they do. So we were able to provide meals and, um, just, again, just letting the community know that we're here and that we are wanting to serve and help this community. Amen. Um, one, of, one of my favorite, it blew up. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> was our trunk or treat that we did in October. Um, the first time we've done this, um, we, tr we tried to be as organized as we could. So many people helped. Um, but we ended up having about 150 children come through that we know of. Okay, this doesn't include their parents. But we had about 150 parent or children come through that evening. And again, it was just an opportunity for us to connect. Um, and I've been f I've, I have sent out emails and followed up with the registration information. Again, just connecting with them and trying to keep in contact or that we are here um, and wanting to know them more. I got to say something about that. Um, trunk or treat, for me, uh, I was so against trunk or treat. I thought it was the laziest way to do trick <laughs> or treating in the world. I was like, this is just ridiculous. Um, I, I absolutely hated it until we did it. <laughs> um, and I'm sold. I thought it was the bl a blast. I had you a great got, you, time. It's because you ate all the hot dogs. I ate many. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I thought it was so... Uh, 
It was a lot of fun, way more fun than I thought it would ever be. And the minute we were done, I was like, we gotta do this again. We have, it was, it was the opportunities to meet these people in our community, even if they're not from our community, but the, the volume of people that came through was, I saw as a great chance for us to at, at least interject the gospel in some way, shape or form, um, if they may never hear it again. And I thought it was just, again, a, a fantastic it was, time. It was, a, it was a blast, yeah. And again, similar to the clothing closet. If you're like, hey, I wasn't able to be there, or I don't, you know, I don't like setting up a trunk or a treat. Um, if you're, again, if you're just there as a floater, if you're just there as a friendly face, so that way when somebody comes through those doors, uh, visitors, people that we're praying for, oh, I recognize that guy. Right. Oh, I talk to them. Like that changes everything. So just you being there changes everything. Okay, what's expected of me? Just say hi, just just hang out. That is awesome. That changes things. Um, after the trunk or treat, one thing I enjoyed um, it was we did the parades. We did um, so we did the Frostburg Halloween parade, and it was so much fun recognizing the kids from the truck and like calling them out by name. Um, they were actually throwing candy at us. It was great. It was like so that I think that's the laziest way to do it is have them be in the parade and have them throw candy at you. Count me in. It was perfect. Um, we, we got a lot, didn't we? Didn't we, Laura? She, she okay. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was great. Um, and, and another big way that we've been serving or ministering in the community or doing mission is with our fostering relationship. Uh, our fostering relationship down at Second. Um, Tim, Tim Warner, he has a few words that he has prepared. Um, and we have a video of Tim just sharing a few of the things and his time in that relationship. So go ahead and play that video, please. Again, um, it's also probably been the most difficult year on me personally serving in this capacity. I felt the weight and responsibility pretty consistently um, and more so in certain difficult situations, but I'm so thankful that we do this as a team. Um, I couldn't be even more grateful for the encouragement of Joe and Sam and all of you who have offered words of encouragement at just the right time, even though you probably didn't know it. Um, one of the main things I wanted to express thanks to God for in 2023, and that I'm also looking forward to in 24, is the fostering relationship with Second Baptist Church in Cumberland. Uh, Joe told all of you what we discussed as elders, that we would only enter into this if we felt that God was leading, or even a step further, if God was dragging us into it. <laughs> Um, and there were just time and time again, several points where the coincidences just couldn't be brushed aside as merely coincidence. Mm. Doors were opening, others closing, um, that we felt God was prompting us to trust him and enter into this partnership and fostering process was second. It has been challenging, again, for me personally, in discerning how best uh, to serve the, the people of second. Um, they've experienced a lot of hurt but God loves them so much. And my prayer has been, um, and he's proven faithful to do so, that he would grow in me the same kind of love to see them how he sees them. Um, the members of the council from Second, I have enjoyed spending time with, learning from them and sharing with them what God's done, um, and getting to spend more time with other members of Second, just getting to know the people. Um, one of the things that the council has talked about uh, amongst ourselves from the start is that given how small they are now and how thin its members are stretched and the amount of ministry that they're doing, we want to give them time and space to be fed and cared for. They've poured out so much over the last couple years. We want to make sure that the members of that body are being poured into. Now, 
part of that, I think, will be setting up spaces for them to pour into each other in a healthy way, serving one another. But likely, initially, I think a lot of that will be our church meeting them where they are. The council has on the horizon different teachings to take them through, different teaching series, setting up discipleship pathway, forming groups to study the word together, all of that kind of stuff. We're not, Mountain City is not a large church by any means, but one thing that I think our church is very good at is relationship. So if any of that is of interest to you, to you uh, in being involved in teaching, alleviating burden off of second members and their various ministries and service opportunities, or just coming alongside them in personal discipleship, be praying for that body and be praying how God might use you in these efforts. And you can always talk to me or Joe, um, and we would love to help you get plugged in to wherever the Lord might have for you to serve. I'm thankful for all of you and the work that God has done and is continuing to do in and through Mountain City Church. Happy New Year. So as, as Tim has said, <clears throat> this was something that, a covenant relationship that we entered into, and as Joe said, four months leading up to it, yeah, it's something that God would have to drag us drag us into. Um, yeah, and it has been encouraging, and as Tim said, it has been a challenge. Um, it, Cumberland, and, or where that church is located in Cumberland, and Frostburg, like, they're different communities. And the, they, that church, so many of them have a heart for the children and the youth and the families in that area. And so they're doing the best that they know how to do. And that's why we're trying to come in and serve and equip, equip them and come alongside them. And so, yeah, as, as, as he said, just if, there, if the Lord is laying it on your heart to serve in some small way, pray about it, talk to someone about it, and come out. And as we see in Scripture, do it with someone else. Drag someone else down uh, with you. Bring someone else with you as we are serving and loving on them down at uh, second. Pray for Joe. Like, I know he's not here and because he's sick, but he, I know he is, so, he is doing so, so much for this church, for the members, for that church. And so just pray for Joe. Love on Pastor Joe and Charity. As I, It's sad that he's sick, but he's also getting some rest that he's probably needing. Um, so Joe is a, I am, I am so grateful for Joe and the way that he leads this church and leads it well. Um, I know that, I, I know that maybe the service is a little longer. We're, we're almost done. We're going to sing some songs here shortly. A little? Um, it is okay. Uh, we're looking back and looking forward, man. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh. That's good. But again, I hope that as, as our desire was that we were serving the Lord and that this year we've served him with gladness. That through the ministries and the equipment that we've done, that we know the Lord and we know that he is God and that we are his people. Amen. That when we gather together, we do it with praise and we do it with thanksgiving. It is a joy to serve the Lord. And it is a privilege that he has allowed us to exist. That it, he is the one that sustains all these things here. And that as we go out like that pile of rocks at the beginning, may we tell others what he has done. As things seem weird here at the church, maybe with the baptism, why do we do that? Or why do we have these little cups with cellophane on top and these weird cookies? Like, what do these mean? There's so many things we do here at the church. May we tell others what these things mean, but more importantly, why we do them. Um, so I want to pray for us, um, and then Nate um, and, and the team are going to come back up. Um, are going to come back up. So let, let's... Let... I just want to say thank you, everyone, for enduring. <laughs> God is great. So uh, let, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, again, we are just so, 
so in awe of what you do and what you have allowed us to do this year. God, I'm so grateful and overwhelmed by just the, the love and the outpouring of service and worship that this church does. God, I know that there were things that we missed, that there were people that may not have been mentioned. And thank you for them. Thank you for those who work and serve. Father, as we are conclu- wrapping up this service, may we not think of it as a period, but as the, the next thing, as we look forward to what you are going to be doing in this next year and how you are going to use us, and may we ask, how, God, how are you going to use me? God, we love you, and we pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Mountain City Church. To learn more about our church, visit our website at mountaincty.church. Thanks again, and may the Lord bless your week.